Welcome, welcome to the Brett Boone Podcast. Explore the mind of MLB All-Star, Silver Slugger, and Gold Glove winner, Brett Boone, as he sits down with his friends from the world of professional sports. Now, up to bat, Brett Boone. After that, uh, your second round pick, uh, yeah. Minnesota Twins, and, yeah. and you go off in your career. You make your debut in, in 1999, and... Yep. Uh, we didn't start playing against each other really till I came over to the American League again. I yeah. was over, in, I was in Atlanta, San Diego. I came back, yeah. and we became friends. And yeah. uh, we had a cool rivalry, you know. I, yeah. I think the Twins and the Mariners. We come and yeah. you, man. When we were rolling in the early two thousands, yeah. we're like, no, we're going to Minnesota. They play us tough, and uh, <laughs> it was a lot of fun with you and Tori and, and yeah. Shannon Stewart. Um, people ask me all the time about. Uh, Big Poppy Ortiz. Yeah. I said, you should have seen him when he was with the twins. I said, the world didn't know about him, but yes. we knew about him. I remember yes. having conversations with my with my 2000, you know, early 2000 Mariners teams like yep. this Ortiz guy. They don't even let him play. Yeah. He's a he's a beast. Yeah. Uh, talk about your first uh, skipper was Tom. Tom Kelly yes. ended up going on to garden hire. Yep. Um, and, and tell me about. You know, we all have that guy uh, when we get to the big leagues for the first time. Yep. Well, at least I did. That that took me under their wing. I was this brash, uh, hair on fire kid with a chip <laughs> on his shoulder. Imagine and, that. You know, I had Jay Buner take me under his wing. It was it yeah. was tough love. Now, yeah. I mean, you know, he he'd beat me up and then and then give me a hug. But yeah. nevertheless, I appreciate the lessons that I was taught. Did you have anybody like that when you first got Man, to the big leagues? I, I, I had I had three guys. Well, we, and I say I, but we had three guys, right? I actually learned how to play in the big leagues from pitchers. So Eddie Gordado Eddie, and Latroy Hawkins, okay? Uh, and Matt Lawton, who, who <laughs> again, so Matt gets hit in the eye. Uh, I think Dennis Reyes hit, hits him in the eye. I get called up because my friend gets hit in the eye. I stayed in the big leagues for almost 10 years after that, right? He, and he took me into his home in Minnesota while he was rehabbing. And, and we were kind of competing at the time when he got healthy for time. But anyway, uh, just watching Eddie and Latroy, and, and at the time, Latroy was a starter. And Latroy would, you know, he'd get through the lineup one time. And then after that, you know, sometimes he'd get beat up. Sometimes he, but just watching, and Eddie, Eddie would get beat up. And, and just watching them come to the locker room after the game, take all their stuff off, don't throw anything, don't yell, don't cuss, don't fuss. Like nothing ever happened, Right. And I'm like, how in the heck are these guys so calm and this just happened? So I started paying attention to that and, and talking to them and learning the game and, and, and just picking their brain like, dude, you guys don't, like, you're so stoic when things happen, whether it be good or bad. And they're like, dude, we're going to keep getting ran out there and we can't dwell on, you know, we, we got to concentrate on the next pitch, the next play, whatever the case may be. So. I learned the game <laughs> from two pitchers, and, and they were awesome with it. Like you said, it was tough love. It wasn't always uh, peaches and cream, but just learning from those three guys was great. Yeah, and once again, different time than it is now for us when we were coming to the big leagues. Uh, I got yeah. there a little – you know, I'm a little bit older than you, so I got there yeah. a little earlier, but yep. but it, it was different than it is now. Eddie Gordado uh, ended up being a teammate of mine in, in Seattle, and mm -hmm. I could imagine how Eddie was with you at the beginning. Oh, how many man. how many dresses did you have to wear? Because well, you know yeah. that's that's all yeah. – once, once yeah. Eddie's done, yeah. you know, as you mentioned, Eddie's a pro, and yep. he behaves like a pro. 
Yep. But he has a side to him. He likes oh. to have a lot of fun. So when business it's, is over, it's oh, all. It's a sick side too, dude. It's a sick it side. It really is. I watched him just in the brief time we were teammates. And I'm like, I'm like, Eddie, I, I, I'm having a rough time right now. I don't have enough energy to do all the stuff you oh, yeah. do and the hijinks. He doesn't care, dude. He's he's always on 10. Oh, and that laugh, he just horse laughs you. And it's just, he's the, he's a he's a really good person, man. But he 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 don't care who you are. He's going to get you. <laughs> it's awesome. You had some great years in Minnesota. Uh, hit 300 twice in 02 yeah. and 03. Yeah. 27 homers, 24, 23, 27. That was with the Cubs when you yeah. when you left. A uh, little bit about the Twins and, and, and those teams. I always like to get the perspective of somebody that played there, you know, okay. full-time, the Metrodome. Yeah. When I was an opponent – I'd love coming in there for some reason, the baggy. Yeah. Uh, I, I love the guy that would tell me not to smoke in the Metrodome. And then I tell him, <laughs> F you, I'm going to smoke. <laughs> I did that one time, Jock. He, he, he told me I, I'm, I'm sitting around, you know, I don't know who this guy is, but I yeah. hear him. He's famous in Minnesota. Yeah, Bob no Casey. smoking in the Metrodome. <laughs> so I'm sitting around the cage one day. We're hitting BP before we play you. And I hear uh, this voice and I go, that's the no smoking guy. Yeah. So I go over, introduce myself to him, and he's laughing. <laughs> and I sit him down on the bench, and and I said, Bob, I said, I said, I'll tell you what. All I ask is is that you don't mention the fact that that I'm going to smoke in the Metrodome today, and I really don't care what you say. <laughs> well, he starts laughing, right? And you you guys didn't pick this up. You guys are getting your sprints in. You're ready to play yeah. a game. You're not paying yeah. attention. What you hear this every night. But for me, I love that was like the rally monkey for me. Yeah, in, in L.A., the rally monkey was the no smoking in the Metrodome. Right. So one day I'm sitting there, and and I and I have a feeling after this conversation, I said, I think he's going to mention me. So he he goes through his pregame routine and he goes, no, smoking in the Metrodome. And he goes, including you, Boone. He said it over the microphone. That's one of that's one of my highlights of going to Minnesota. But for, from a guy that was your home team, talk me talk to me about playing there. Tough ceiling to see, yeah. baggy in right field. Just take yeah. me through that on a daily basis. I loved him so, there. Yeah, dude. So. As an outfielder, right, sometimes you're just helpless because the ball goes into the roof and it's it's blended in with the, all the dust particles and stuff and the ball's being rubbed up and they just it just blends in. But we just learn to like don't panic, just keep your eye on where you saw it and and it'll reappear, right? It's it's almost like one of those old pictures where they had where you if you stared at it long enough, whatever the image was, it jumps out of the picture. Right. So that's how it was in the outfield. You just you couldn't panic. You had to get to the spot. Don't take your eye off the spot. And then the ball will reappear. So it, it was hilarious because Darren Ersad used to come in to, to the dome and he'd have the yellow lenses and the orange lenses and the clear lenses and the dark lenses. And it, like he was already psyched out. So it was funny watching him and it was funny watching other guys come into the dome and try to prepare for the roof, which you can, I mean, dude, if you dropped it, then like everyone understands. Right. But like we were calm and, and cool and, and the other teams weren't, and sometimes they lost it and sometimes they didn't. But the, the crazy thing about the dome dude is, is two things, right? Everyone thought there was a switch when we were hitting, right. Uh, uh, with the, AC? the fans, the fans yeah, yeah. and all that crap, yeah. but we gave up the most homers. <laughs> right and, and and shoot 
it, it was it was crazy because like that's all you used to hear is like oh man the ball only flies when you guys hit but like you guys hit more homers we didn't hit homers as a team back then because we were so young so it was just like i mean it, it was that and just our team was built for speed and we used the uh and that, at that time it was that hard concrete like uh a thin carpet that we had out yeah. there so just just being at home man and 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 relaxing and knowing that all we had to do really was beat the ball into the turf and and use our speed to to you know out hustle and, and out play other teams it was i mean it, it really was truly a home field advantage take your business further with the smart and flexible american express business gold card you can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. Do you know Do you know Ortiz was going to be the player that he was? I, I did, man, because um, actually when he first got traded to us from the Mariners, Right. Right. He he uh, we were roommates in a ball and and that year he went from a ball to the big leagues and he had 30 homers through the minor leagues. He had big, big power the other way. Right. I had power the other way. So every day we challenge each other, like how many balls can we hit out the other way? And so it, it was just fun watching him and learning from him as well. And his English was terrible back then. <laughs> it was really bad. But just watching him, and, and he was actually a pretty good first baseman that he didn't really get credit for. He was pretty smooth around the bat. So um, just watching him ascend to the big league, dude, and and knowing that he could hit for average as well as power, like what he did didn't surprise me. It just surprised me that he didn't that he wasn't afforded a chance to do it in Minnesota. And and the year. Uh, before he got non-tendered, he hit like 270 or 80 with 20 homers and 80 RBIs and missed like almost two months because he broke his hand. Yeah, he was amazing. Ended up ends up being one of, if not the, uh, definitely one of the best, well, one of the best DHs of all time, that's obvious. Yeah. But one yeah. of the best postseason players yeah. in the history of this game. You think about postseason, yeah. you think about Smoltzy, and you think yeah. about uh, Mariano on the pitching side. Yeah. When I think of the hitting side, I think of David Ortiz, probably because yeah. how many times he went. I mean, it yeah. helps when you get to go there a lot. Oh, yeah, for sure. But, man, some of, the, some of those postseasons that he had were just, like, unbelievable. Like, the rest of our dreams, pretty unbelievable. Dude, and he'd, he'd get up at the right time. And in the situations where he needed to be up, he was there. And not only was he there, he produced. Like, it, it was like when he didn't, it was almost like Tiger Woods missing a putt at the height of his career. It was like, yeah, what happened? <laughs> what, the bigger what, the what, moment, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. It was it, it was fun to watch. Uh, 06 and 07, you went to Chicago, and you finished up your career uh, Detroit and Florida. Yeah. Uh, did you like your time in Chicago? You had your first uh, year, 06, you, you had yeah, a pretty I, damn good year, all-star you know, caliber. Booty, let me tell you something, man. I, I had a I had two really good years in Chicago, minus the power the second year. But I'm telling you, dude, I was getting booed every day <laughs> at home in Chicago. Every day I was getting booed in Chicago, dude. And I, I like I couldn't figure it out because I'm like, I show up to play every day. 
I play hard. Uh, I'm putting up, you know, pretty good numbers, but like I'm getting booed. So it, it wasn't an enjoyable experience because of like all that crap that was going on. And and again, even in Chicago, I was getting uh, some, I got some racist mail. I got a bunch of hate mail. And I was like, dude, what is going on around here? Like I, I wasn't in trouble. I wasn't a, a bad seed. I was a really good teammate and I put up decent numbers, but, but you know, it, it wasn't, the baseball was enjoyable because I enjoyed my teammates, but it, I really didn't enjoy my time in Chicago. How about how about in the city? How about the day games? I always thought about I, that. I, I loved it, dude. Did you like I'm it? A, I'm a morning person. I'm up even today. I'm up at like four thirty in the morning. My my body alarm wakes me up, and if I could, you know, like spring training, like go out and play, get home at five or six, have a good meal, get to sleep, get back, do it again. And Juan Pierre was there my first year, and he was great for me too because he was a morning person. And we we try to race to get to the ballpark first. So like he'd be there by like seven o'clock, dude. And I, I, I think, you know, I'm getting there seven fifteen, seven. Like I'm going to be like, he's there already. I already got a lather going. So it, it was, he kind of helped me a lot through that situation. So, you know, I, I always thank Juan Pierre for that as well. 2400 sports is an odyssey company. 